Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Hi, everybody. Good afternoon. Matt White in the chair for Crunch Time today, brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to tow. Alongside me, Adrian Prezenko, the Sydney Morning Herald's chief sports, well, rugby league writer, chief league writer, Let's try that again. There Ooh. you go. I'm on. I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, it was a big build-up for you there, and you left your microphone off. Good afternoon, mate. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. And the missiles here as well, James Magnuson. Hello, Maggie. Maddie, how are you? I, I'm much better. I've just had two weeks off. Fellas. Yeah, just how was it? Hey, fresh. Good. Fresh, ready to rumble. I, I did a bit of uh, Top Gun viewing yep. on, yes. on your behalf after the last time we sat down yeah, and had yeah. a chat. You said you had a 60th birthday party. While you're yes. away. Yes. Did the guy whose 60th it was look anywhere near as good as Tom Cruise's 60th? <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, I went. I saw Tom Cruise. I saw Top Gun after the 60th because okay. I would have been very judgmental if I had done it <laughs> the other way around. Although later in the evening at that 60th birthday party, everyone was looking pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on which uh, way. But he's still got it, Tom. He's, oh, he's still got it, doesn't he's, he? He's 60 years it. of age, yeah. still ripped, still got that whole Hollywood look. Love it. Yeah. Mm. I also went and saw the Man United uh, Palace game, Crystal Palace game at the MCG. 76,000 people. So what's a super spreader event without 76,000 <laughs> 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 Was everyone masked up? No. No. Wow. Not at all. Not at all. And it was, um, yeah, it was quite extraordinary. I mean, the, the, the walk back from the G back into the city was absolutely packed. I mean, you were jostling side by side. Yeah. 76 is a big crowd. They do it well down there, don't they? Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is about Melbourne. I've I've been down for big sporting events as well, and it's always they just do it slightly better than Sydney. Maybe it's because the, the proximity of the stadiums to the city, um, and the the number of people that live in the city in Melbourne rather than out in the burbs. Um, but they always do a big event well. Would Melbourne ever double book Bruno Mars <laughs> and the and the Melbourne <laughs> Cup on the same day? Seriously. Who, who was in charge of the spreadsheet? Surely Bruno Mars is now the NRL grand final entertainment. Uh, <laughs> it has to happen. Do you, you think have... many people would go from Everest to Bruno or two different crowds? No reckon, teenage girls at Everest? I reckon, <laughs> I reckon by the, the last race, they're just getting poured into taxis and yeah. uh, yeah. trying to get home. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine being the one who took that phone call. Uh, we've got a clash. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You had one job. There is. I think I no. read somewhere they were trumpeting that Bruno Mars was launching the new stadium. Like that was the, the, the big opening event. But correct me if I'm wrong, they've got South's first Roosters last round of the season. Mm. Surely that's your opening event, not Bruno Mars. 
Anyway, <laughs> that's a wake-up call for the New South Wales government. Different demographic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Wherever you're listening to us this afternoon, uh, across the SEN network, thanks for joining us, 1170 SEN in Sydney, 693 SENQ in Queensland and 1620 AM SEN Gold Coast, as well as uh, our listeners on the SEN app and the SEN podcast as well. So the details to get in touch, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 if you'd like to call us. Or send us a text 0457 736 736. And, of course, you'll find us on Twitter at 1170SEN. want to start with this one because Retro Round really does kick in today. It's not really an official NRL Retro Round. It's something that's born out of Fox Sports, isn't it? But it allows us a really good chance to go back through the years and have some great memories and see the old grainy vision and all that kind of stuff. So if there's one thing from yesteryear in rugby league that you could bring back, what would it be? Biff. <laughs> Didn't you see Origin? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I used to love particularly Origin, but but you know when you were watching one of those uh, those games that were on tilt and you were just waiting for the Biff to come yeah. and the anticipation of it, it just added another aspect to rugby league. I get it. It's, it's not a good look and we can't have that for the kids, but I miss it. <laughs> What about the magic sponge? Like what? what oh yeah. What's, oh, yeah. In, what's in it? And like, it must have been the most unsanitary thing mm. in the history of the universe. But it just solved all ills, whether it be a concussion or yeah. a broken leg. The sponge comes out. Do they and... suck on it sometimes as well? I'm sure. I yeah, I like think I've was... seen them suck on that sponge. Oh. That is the most disgusting thing. <laughs> well, the magic sponge really was just the old uh, "let's take a break" trick. Mm. Right. Let's take a break. So yeah, I'll go. Yeah. You know, I'll hit the deck with some sort of call. When we were playing school footy, our call was "Hey Rod," and we did it in the Commonwealth Bank Cup uh, one night. But one bloke actually went down. And, yeah. And but forgot the call, so it was just a, a cluster. <laughs> so we didn't know if he was injured or if he was stalling for time. <laughs> he come out with the magic sponge, give him yeah. the sponge, but he's still got a sore leg. And you're yeah. like, God, it just all went pear shaped. So I reckon <laughs> the magic sponge is a good one. I would like to see the return of the corner post that you could jump over the fence, crash tackle your mates and try and get oh, and a piece of the, the corner, corner post. post. Yeah, yeah. That, they've got a camera there. They can actually fire you all the way home and <laughs> identify you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Retro round. So we'll talk about that today. 0457 736 736. Uh, what's one thing from yesteryear in rugby league that you'd like to see return to the NRL? Kalen Ponga, guys, uh, another concussion, third this season. So... Adrian, what's the latest on this one? And where does Kalen Ponga go for the rest of the year? The night season's done and dusted. Are they better off just wrapping him in, in cotton wool for the rest of 2022? Yeah, I've been on the, the phone a bit this morning. The um, early indication is that they'll probably spell him. And and that would make a lot of sense. Like there's no, he, He's signed until the end of 2027. He's their most valuable asset. You've got to put his long-term health first. Um, I can't see a lot of utility in playing him now. And you, you mentioned it's three. He's actually been off five times for a head injury assessment. Mm. On three of those occasions, he hasn't returned. And you become more susceptible the more that you, you get hit. And you just think, given what he means to that club, and, and it's a really hard balance because Adam O'Brien is, is massively under the pump. Like, they're a lot closer to the spoon than the, the top eight as it stands mm. now. Um, and he needs, he needs wins, but I think longer term, you've got to look after the, the future mm. of Kalen. He's had some bad luck, hasn't he? Yeah. Like he played in probably the most brutal Origin game we've ever seen in the history of Origin and didn't get a head knock and played brilliantly, but then yeah. just gets that little bit of bad luck at club level. 
And the Knights without him are a basket case. Yep. They're a full-on basket case. Watching that last night, the moment Caelan Pogger went off, yep. the ref may as well have blown the full-time whistle. Yep. They're useless without him. So they, they need him so much. I, I feel sorry for Caelan. But um, I, I, if I was Caelan thinking long-term, I, I wouldn't be playing the rest of the season. Is the worry what you were just saying about, Adrian, about the fact that now even the most innocuous hit can can rattle you in a concussion and the – the more you get them, the more susceptible you are to them. You don't need a big hit. It's exactly what happened with Will Pukowski, yep. you know, the Australian cricketer. How's he now? Well, I think he's he's okay. But, I mean, mm. the, the problem was that it just became the slightest knock, then became a bigger problem. Yeah. And, I, I, I mean, I'm no medical expert, but what's the way out of that then? Is, is shelving him for the rest of the year good enough to ensure that that's not going to happen again? Yep. So he's going to be assessed. Um, I think Professor, Professor Chris Levi does that work for, for Newcastle and the NRL. Um, absolutely. And we've seen that with, with Jake Friend, with Boyd Cordner. By the back end of their careers, only only it didn't take much to knock them out, did it? Mm, no. and, and the more often it happens, the more likely it's going to happen. So, yeah, they have to err on the side of caution, no well, doubt. I'd like to hear from our Knights fans. So the Knights are currently sitting 13th. Would you rather Ponga play the last five, six games of the season and maybe push up to, what, 12th, 11th at best? Or would you rather Ponga come back fully rested and, and healthy next season and really make a, a, a push for the eighth. Because, I don't know, maybe Knights fans would say, no, we'd rather finish 12th or 11th. But there's there's not a heap to gain. Um, they're, also, they're also a chance of getting the wooden spoon. So, I don't know. It's a tough position. But uh, I'd personally, if I was a Knights fan, say rest him, bring him back 100% and have yeah. a real push at finals. Yeah, What's well, I mean, what's the difference? The, the problem there for... Adam O'Brien, as you mentioned, mate, is that he needs he needs wins. That's the first time How I saw this. How much pressure is he under? I saw this stat oh, this morning. It's and, growing. And look at this one. It's the first time in their 34-year history that they've lost three straight games conceding 40 points or more. Yeah. So 42, 40 to 28 by the Rabbitohs, 42-12 by the Seagulls, and then 42-12 by the Roosters. So Ooh. that's that's kind of stuff really starts to choke a coach who's under pressure. Well, well the, the biggest concern, too, is that for so long, when, when Newcastle is doing well, their home ground is a fortress. They've won two games there all year, yeah. and they've been getting lapped there regularly. And yeah. without Kalen Ponga, like I can't see that tr- trend, you know, um, being turned around. And you know, I had a look. They've they've already had to. We've had the situation with uh, Tim Glasby at that club, who's had to retire due to concussions. James McManus is the other, you know, big one where he actually took, um, you know, action against the club, you know, legal action to the point where it was in the Supreme Court. Um, and what I was, was the outcome of that? So in the end, um, that action was discontinued. He didn't win, so to speak. He was looking for a one million dollar payout in yeah. order to, um, you know, given the um, health uh, issues that he suffered with and, and mm. uh, the help that he's had to get. I actually spoke to James McManus today about this very issue, and he said that his advice to Kalen Ponger is get some independent medical help. Um, get assessed by someone who's not affiliated with the NRL, yeah, and just play the long game, yeah. And that's I, I is think that that's the same very sound advice? Is it the same club doctor still there now that was there when James was there? I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and look, there's obviously been a lot of water under the bridge, and um, the protocols have been tightened up a lot a lot since um, since James McManus's career ended. Yeah. What do they do around the halves? I mean, it's another. It's that's another sizable headache for Adam O'Brien because Milford's going to go, so he's now committed to go to the Dolphins. There's a little bit of chatter around that perhaps that marriage, unsuccessful marriage that 
tried to take place, what, in the off-season just gone or last off-season with Luke Brooks might Luke be Brooks. back on the cards? Well, well, everything's changed now because Tim Andy. Sheens... Tim Sheens is now the coach, and my understanding is that he has a high opinion of Luke Brooks, and that also that the Tigers, like he's on a million dollars next year. Yeah. So he's going to be hard to shift, but I think that if you've got someone who's prepared to pay that sort of money, and Knights are starting to creep into desperation territory, I think it's the best thing for both parties. Like they have gone stale. You've got Jackson Hastings, who's been there, probably their best player, who's shifted to lock, and he's not real happy about it. He's got another year on his contract. I reckon the best thing for Luke Brooks and for West Tigers, if the Knights are prepared to stump up the cash, make the move. Make it would it. be a disaster for the Tigers if they lost Hastings to the Knights and kept Brooks and things didn't improve. Mm. There's four clubs this year that spring to mind for me that have had huge movements. Two in the positive, Cowboys and Broncos. They both signed experienced halfbacks. Two in the negative have really slid this year, Titans and Knights. They both let go of experienced halfbacks mm, in Fogarty yeah. and Pierce. It's everything. It's yeah. absolutely everything. So uh, the Knights for me, that, that was just pure madness letting Mitchell Pierce go or kind of even giving him a little push out the door, didn't they, in the end? Mm. Yeah, but you never release anyone unless you've got someone better to come in and replace oh, them. Oh, yeah. It, it, there's no upside, is there? No. Nah. Last night, the Dragons uh, defeated the Seagulls 20 points to six. So this is really interesting on a number of fronts, and it leads you straight to the top eight discussion because the Roosters now go up into eighth position and Manly drop down to ninth, which means that Roosters v Seagulls this coming week is going to be a blockbuster. But then what about the Dragons? Who's more likely to sneak into the eight if, if somebody's going to come from outside the eight at the back end of the year? Is it Manly now in ninth? The Dragons now in tenth. The Raiders will be playing today. They'll be in uh, they're in eleventh uh, position right now, but they could join Roosters, Seagulls, Dragons on twenty competition points. Well, basically, that pa- Parramatta's lost to Brisbane. Brisbane are now definites for the top eight, and they've got a top four spot. But there is going to be a high profile club that everyone expected to make the eight that's going to miss out, and that could be Manly, the Roosters, Rabbitohs, Eels, or even Storm. Like one, all of those won't won't make it, and one of them will miss out. And have a look at Parramatta's draw; it is diabolical. They've got Penrith yeah. next week, and they were they were in a position where if they'd won, they'd be in the top four. And now they're they're going to be fighting for their life just to make the eight. Um, I don't see the Dragons or the Raiders making it. I think um, Manly is sort of ninth, and that was a game that they needed to win. But that. That was a, a big blow for them to lose to the Dragons. Next weekend, we've got uh, Roosters versus Manly. That's a massive game. That that could give the Roosters quite a buffer between themselves and Manly. Parra's run over the next three weeks is... Oh, they've got uh, Panthers. Manly. Panthers, then Manly at Manly, then the Rabbitohs. Yeah. They yep. could go 0-3 in those mention, three not, games. Not to mention your doggies after. Yeah, who, who've already beaten them this season. <laughs> and then they finish off with the Broncos and Storm. Well, Maddie, yeah. Adrian's a para fan. Like, what, what oh. are you – like, I'm, I'm not ready to write them off because they, they have had those big games, but how frustrating a team. You know what? They, they could potentially go and beat Penrith next – next week and that yeah. would make me even more frustrated. <laughs> yeah. Like like honestly, I need I need therapy. I need to get on a leather couch and unload and look it's I think Brad Arthur's done a remarkable job, especially, you know, given the recovery from the salary cap scandal. But I think that and perhaps you see it in the fans booing his son that 
they're projecting 36 years of frustration onto him at the moment. Yeah. So that is a club that has a massive leagues club, a massive following, big junior nursery, a brand new stadium. It's got all these advantages. They should be winning two comps every decade, minimum. Yeah. And it's been 36 years and all of a sudden, you know, squeaking into the eight, maybe coming in sixth spot and, and going out in straight sets in the finals is not enough. So it is going to be a, a very tough period for for Brad Arthur. And this is, it leads to the other question. Look, let's say for, for argument's sake, they miss the eight or they, um, they're out in straight sets. Who replaces him? If we're assuming that Cameron yeah. Serraldo is going to go to the Bulldogs, and that's probably looking more likely than not, who's the next Cameron Serraldo? Who is the yeah. next cab off the rank? Who's his assistants there at Para? Oh, there's no one there that it's, there's Paul McGregor. Yeah. And um, is it, uh, is it Kidwell? Murphy? No, Kidwell's yeah. left. He's gone to, okay. to rugby union. Oh, I did see that. And um, yep. I think yep. it's, uh, it's Murphy there. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. I, I, we can touch on the, on the coaching because I want to get your opinion about what's happening in the coaching circles in just a sec, because they're all starting to, those positions vacant are starting to be locked up now and they're not really the people that we thought would be, getting those jobs. And no. I want to know why the Shane Flanagan's of the world, the Paul mm. Green's of the world, the established coaches now don't seem to be in that picture. But before we do that, so let's just get back to that eight, that top eight. So the Roosters, Seagulls, Dragons still on 20 points. Yep. Let's say the Raiders join them this afternoon on 20 points. So we've, we've now got four teams there on 20 points out of those four teams. Then let's, let's lock the others in for a top eight spot out of the Roosters, out of Manly Dragons and Raiders. Who would you pick to f- make that final top eight spot? Roosters. Roosters. They are coming home with a wet sail. You know what was really important last night? Their for and against now is very healthy compared to those other teams. That win last night and to blow the Knights out of the water that last half, that was actually really important for them. Really important. And this game against Manly is massive. Massive. Anything could happen. They always start relatively slowly, the Roosters, and they build into their season. And it's just taken them longer this year to get that sort of wet sail and start to come home. But I think now that momentum started to kick in and it'll continue. If Manu was – so they kind of got lucky last night selection-wise because Manu wasn't – I think he had COVID, did he? Or was – no, it was his calf injury. So he wasn't faking. He wasn't faking (laughs) the injury. It was real. Um, Oh. I can't but help think Manu is wasted in the centres. Well, this is the other issue. So they've got James Tedesco, who's the best fullback in the world. Then yeah. they've got Joey Manu, who's the second best fullback in the world. Yeah. And I can tell you that Joseph Swaley has ambitions to play fullback. And yeah. he will, he'll bide his time, but he won't want to wait forever. Like he sees himself as a number one. And, mm. and he's too good to be on the wing, you know, once he's... Long term. Yeah, long term. Yeah. So that, that, these are good headaches to have. Yeah. But, you know. Are you saying Manu is better than Tom Trebojevic? Well, he's better than Tom Trebojevic right now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd get yourself out of that. I knew that's the way you were going to go. 0457 736 736 is our text line. We're talking about retro round. What's the one thing that you'd like to see come on back? The Big G says, if I could bring anything back for retro round, the old jersey designs. Panthers, pull out the old brown and white, the chocolate Oof. Panthers. Titans, old Giants jersey. <laughs> 
the Dragons playing the Steelers jersey and the old material and the old leather ball as well with the wow. white stripe around it. Imagine that in the weather now, like under these conditions, because apparently oh, yeah. the, the, the talk is that it's a, it's not so bad when it's dry, but when it's wet, like try kicking it or, or even golf heaving it. Like, uh, it was that, it was that other week when over. we were at uh, Parramatta, oh. just a question on that Parramatta Stadium. It still hasn't recovered. I was watching no. that game the other night. It still looks really bad, and which was surprising because then you watch the game down in Wollongong and I wouldn't have thought in comparison to the Parramatta Stadium that's a yeah. state-of-the-art facility, but it held up really well. Yeah. What's the drainage it, like on even that Shark Parramatta? Park, remember how good yeah, that looked? It looks like, great. Yeah. Yeah, but Parramatta was a mess that day we were there. Yeah. Mess. The old leather balls that we used to play with with the white stripe around them were great until it did rain, and it was the stripe that made them slippery because it was just paint. Wow. So uh, we had the old resin going. I mean, I'm talking schoolboy footy, yeah, but we had the yeah, old resin yeah. going, which we, you know, made you feel like a full time first grader. <laughs> oh, I got yeah. the resin going, <laughs> and you'd leave it on your hands for ages, did, boys. Did, did yep. you also have the black yeah. eyeliner under the the, yeah. the boot well, I did polish it once. under the eyes? I did yeah. it once. We played a nighttime game. It must have been under fifteens or sixteens because you played week weekends every yeah. week. Yeah, we played. We missed because of rain, so we played a, a nighttime game to catch up the game. And uh, I think it was the coach came around and he had like the rub-on boot polish and I was playing fullback and he put the boot polish <laughs> under my eyes. It doesn't do anything. And my eyes started watering before I run out and he goes, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. And halfway through the, the game, I'm just crying. It's burning my face. I come off at halftime. I've got to get this stuff off my face. It doesn't work for a starter. It doesn't re- stop the reflection, but... That was a massive myth. Yeah. And the world's biggest shoulder pads that we used to have yeah. as well. Yeah. I can just imagine you, Maggie, running in at halftime. My mascara's running, coach. <laughs> <laughs> My mascara's running. This is not doing me any. Mark from Mortdale says, boys, walking around after the game and pulling out the posters in the middle of the discarded big leagues. I don't know why you'd want oh, five yeah. posters of Dallas Donnelly, but you certainly did. That's a, <laughs> that's a good memory. Also, the footy cards. Yes. Footy, are they still around or not? Mm, not don't know. I haven't extent. seen them this year. Yeah. So, so what we used to do is we'd flick them towards the wall and yeah. whoever got closest to the wall got all the cards. Yes. But in doing so, you damaged all your, your prize possession. It was pretty <laughs> cheap. They were all like mang- <laughs> Well, the other one was you'd, you'd, put a, you'd put a card up yeah. and you'd have to knock it down. So if you knocked, oh. so you, le- you lean a card against the wall and then you'd come along and if you knocked it down, you got that. You've yeah. got that particular card. So you come along, you go, I want Sterlo. So you, oh. and as many goes as you can. So uh, that's how you, oh. that's how you either give away a card or you collect more cards. Here's an interesting one. Jay says he wants to see the smelling salts come back. <laughs> I think I, I might've seen a player this year. No, they still do it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever smelt? Have you ever done it? No. Oh, so we, I was in a gym once, um, and uh, this big power lifter comes up to me, this big, strong guy. And I was going for a heavy lift. And he goes, mate, you got to try this. Gives me the smelling salts. And I sniff it like, I, I didn't know what you So I did a big inhale. It nearly blows, like I can't explain it until you've smelt it. It nearly blew my head off. And I could not concentrate on what I was doing. And what it's meant to do is block out all your surrounds. So you're only focused in on that smell. And then you kind of go off and, and perform your lift or your, your play or whatever. It's meant to block out. So it doesn't block clear out. your head or anything. Well, it's it? meant to block out all distractions because <laughs> all you can focus on is this. I'm telling you, I don't know what is in this stuff. I reckon it took years off my life expectancy. <laughs> <laughs> blew my head off. Wow. Yeah. I'd like to know what's in it. Maybe yeah. our listeners know Someone exactly. might know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 0457736736. This is crunch time. After the break, we'll take a deep dive into Friday night footy. Join us, 1300 01 1170 on the open line or hit us up on the text, 0457 736 736.
It's Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit tyrepower.com.au now.